Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community from all around the world. I'm here, your host Samet, and I have my other fellow host, like Coach Canada. Hello, Coach. How are you doing today? What's up? What's up, everyone? I'm doing well. Good spirits. Happy to be back with you all. Last week was, uh, well, maybe not a lonely week with my my good buddy Saleh, but uh, glad to have you guys back. Good to hear from you. Oh, you. You came in last minute, right? Today, yeah, I came in. I thought I wasn't going to make it at first, but, uh, you know, did 180 down the highway and uh, here I am. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Who else do we have? I think it's the American boys, right? The New York boys are in here as well. Emre and Yasin, Brooklyn and Manhattan. Did I say that correct? You got the Brooklyn, right? What happened to the Manhattan boy? Yeah, I, I guess you can say Manhattan. I stopped living there a couple of years ago, but I'm still there for work. So it works. Okay. We're doing well. Yasin just don't uh, want anyone to know exactly where he lives. It's okay, Yasin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Summit, I was actually meaning to ask you, did, did anybody message us on Twitter for the um, any ladies for Emre and myself? Anybody I haven't fighting? checked. I haven't checked. I, it's, there's so many messages, so I need to check which one's for who since last episode. <laughs> because, yeah, since last episode, like, there's hundreds of messages, and uh, I didn't have time to get around which messages for who. But I'm going to make a portfolio for you guys, yeah. Don't worry, ladies. Much, there's enough of us to go around. Much appreciated. <laughs> no, n- did I did I say ladies? It's not ladies, though. Ooh. What is it? <laughs> well, we don't care about gender, right? In this podcast. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> Or did you have a personal <laughs> preference? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, like, false no, advertisement no here. Uh, no comment. No comment. It's a woman-friendly, <laughs> gay-friendly, LGBT-friendly show, boys. Come Bro, on. If, if yeah, any one of us, everyone, if any one of us ever gets canceled, like my vote would be for Summit to be the first one to get canceled. But for some reason, I have a feeling Yasin would accidentally get canceled. Like <laughs> I, I would do that to myself. Like in like, the process of like trying to defend myself yeah. or call out Summit, I'll say some dumb shit that's gonna like get me canceled. Instead. Yeah, by, uh, on total accident, and then there's an uproar on Twitter. Everyone's canceling Yasin. Yasin, bro. <laughs> oh, God. Yasin's good with it, though. He'll talk himself out of that. Don't worry about it. He's good as apologies. Yeah, sure. He's a bit too much apologetic, actually. If you... Almost a cuck level. But uh, anyway. <clears throat> All right. Yana, you just had to go there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, well, with that said, it's just us four, right? So to everyone listening right now, you might be in the car, you might be vacuuming, you might be in the gym. So hi to you at the gym or doing other stuff. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to this episode 45. What's the podcast menu today? Well, we'll have a look at news. We'll talk about the Trabzonspor performance and then we'll 
also have a look at our next game, which is, boys, which one? That's a way to Gaziantep. Ah, of course. Indeed. So you guys have to help me out a bit because, well, basically the past few hours I had a crying baby in my hand. So multitasking. (laughs) But as far as news goes, first one I'd like to discuss is the Fenerbahce announcement on, well, everything that's been happening with referees after the game we had. uh, Oh, boy. With Umbraniaspor, right? And from what I've seen, I didn't read what they had to say because I'm sure it was pathetic. But I did read the replies we had uh, as Galatasaray, which I really liked. And I also saw Besiktas meddling in. <laughs> I have no clue <laughs> like, why. No, no one Someone has, has to, to <laughs> explain. Yeah, Th- That's Bro. the funniest part of it. Yeah, And then also Konya Spor uh, had a nice stance I saw. And then Eskisher was also joking about it. So get us in sport got involved a little bit. Really? So what's yeah. the deal with Besiktas? Why did they meddle in? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, well, maybe what's yeah, the topic? Actually, what's okay, the, okay, know? okay. So you know the whole situation with Paula Biuk and Fenerbahce. So the day after, they put out a video. For some reason, they put the VAR um, voice recordings of Besiktas. You know how they didn't mm-hmm. get the uh, red card instead. Yeah, they got. They put that. I don't know why they decided to involve them. Um, but then Besiktas just went a like crazy and then started going like ham on everybody, saying, <laughs> "Oh, Galcerai did this. Galcerai did that. Fenerbahce did this. Oh, we're clean. Blah blah blah." They even added Trabzon into that the mixture as well. It's it's a complete clown show right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mainly what I recall is Fenerbahce said. You guys are trying to pull everything away from the field, outside the field. And then I think we replied like, yeah, something like, yeah, sure. But we asked like in the past to have a stance against the refs and we were alone. And then Besiktas came in and was like, yeah, well, uh, we were, we did that even earlier <laughs> than you did and yeah you were they're talking about either. five years ago yeah some, I have no clue what this was on I about. remember the game it was uh, they're talking about the game with the Fenerbahce the mm. Tosic position oh, oh uh-huh. that's far yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway so that was super childish by Besiktas by the way and, bro uh, their media team is run by a five year old there's no other explanation for it yeah it's literally a five year old running the, f- the show the funny part is also like Fenerbahce is like Aren't they pulling the shit now out from the field into the media? Well, dude, they're news, they're the, like, I don't they're the weirdest team, bro. They're the weirdest team. Okay, yeah. when they forgot the whole emoji thing, didn't they? When we got completely destroyed in their field, what was this like four, like 20, 2019, mm. I think, where Fuguli got fouled mm. and they scored right afterwards. Oh, Linus yeah. got drop kicked in the chest. And Memetopa only saw a yellow card, yeah. right? And they came out after the game with a fucking crying emoji on Twitter, laughing. <laughs> and people were saying, oh, he should, yo, he did such a good job. He should keep, you know, like giving matches, you know? Mm. And then after the Alanya game, same thing, right? And it's, it's funny because when we get screwed over, they always come out going, oh, I'm going to get that. Uh, I got 20 days in my pocket. <laughs> and now, now they I'm got sorry, screwed yeah. over. And, and then now they're saying, but if you you know, mm. you guys did this. What it's a your silly fault. little club. It's your whole dude. It, you reap what you sow. If you guys would have just joined with us after that Alanya game, 
to like drop his whistle, like hang up that whistle. He would not even have like, been in your game and you would have not gotten screwed over. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right? Indeed. Like, how can you be this ignorant, bro? You cannot be this ignorant. Well, yeah. Let's let's stop with uh, with Finnebetsche because it's it's a, it's a rabbit hole anyway, <laughs> a rabbit hole of no success. Yeah, they can go follow Konya Spores plane activity. What happened care. with the plane? What plane? Okay, so uh, <laughs> you know how there's a whole storm going on in Turkey right now. There's a snowstorm, and so there was. Uh, yeah. There's a whole situation where they're playing. Konya wasn't able to make the game tomorrow. And so mm-hmm. there was a, a potential for the game to be postponed the day after. But they're complaining about how they their basketball team went over there and they came back. And so they're, they're just trying to get Konya Spore to come to their stadium. And they're okay. following everything on like news. Like, oh, the plane fuel up. Are the turbines spinning? Is it in the air? They're following its trajectory to Istanbul. They're, dude, it's crazy. It's oh, you funny. mean on Twitter? On Twitter, yeah. Okay. And so they're not going to play the game tomorrow? <laughs> oh, they, they're they gone. They're probably going to play the game, bro. They don't even care if that plane crashes in that, that storm, bro. <laughs> okay. Well, that's they'll, interesting. They'll, they'll honestly do anything for three points right now, bro. So they're like live being updated about planes coming from Konya so they can play. They're well, following the exact plane the team is on. Oh, Jesus. The Konya Sport team. And, and here we are following planes of uh, players like Saniolo. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, since you opened that topic, that, that can of worms, do we want to talk the, about I that? Le- yeah, but let Yasin talk about it. What's the player's name, Yasin? Ah, of course, of course, <laughs> Samet. <laughs> I didn't catch that. I mean, I'm I'm not sure. It's uh, <laughs> Zandiolo, I assume. I guess hey, I, what's I'm his not first Italian. Name? Uh, we we might need to ask Emmer what his first name. I didn't even look it up. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, bro. Let let me just say, I promise, not only my co-host but everyone listening, at the end of the season, I I will come up with a real. Of Yasin saying people's names from Okan Kuchuk, um, Yusuf Olivero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damir Buruk. Honestly, hilarious. Cracks me up every time, man. Yeah. It's Emir Bayram. <laughs> yes. Stop, boys. You're like, oh, I'm going to scratch them today now. <laughs> yeah, now you're thinking about it. But anyways, for the record, it is Nicolo Zaniolo. Uh, 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 who is it? Nicolo Zaniolo. Reno- yeah. um, he was Roma's like uh, right winger. Mainly played. Bro, this guy is 6'3". And he's playing winger. He's fast as hell. He's faster uh, than Kenan, bro. Speak to me bro. in metrics. 6'3". I don't know. 1.9 Google meters. 1.9. Yes, he's 1.9 meters. He's 1.9. Okay. Uh, how old is he? 1.9. He's 23. 20, he's turning yeah. 24 soon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... We're we're going after uh, Nicolo Zaniolo, Italian, twenty three, one point nine meter, played plays at Roma. Also, yeah, he right wing and midfielder. I should add, he can also play midfield. Okay, and what kind of player should I think of? Like uh, Sergio Oliveira or 
No, absolutely I, I honestly, not. I honestly no? think you should think of like Mertens, basically. Mm. He's kind of like, like a really that. taller Melton. I mean, Melton. Yeah, because I'm 1.9, yassin. he's like twice Mertens, bro. <laughs> Mertens, yeah, he's bro. he's a he's basically, that's what I would say. He's like a big Mertens, basically, that can play, you know, both of the same positions that Mertens can play. But the, you know, the whole kicker of this whole thing is his um his price tag, basically. I mean, he has a 30 million euro value on the transfer market Sheesh. and um apparently you know i don't know if this is true but all the sources are saying we've apparently made a bid for 22 million which you know i'm sure will be there, there will be some creative aspect to that of you know us paying over four or five years whatever it is but that's what the news is saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and why does roma want to get rid of him I don't That's think he's question. falling in. I don't think he's falling into Roma's plans. Like whatever plans they have um, for the future, I, I just don't think he's part of their plans. And they have Jose Mourinho as well. So, you know, I'm, I don't know. I think he's just sort of fallen out at Roma. I but think he's it's still just so more young. than that. I think it's more than that. like people are just saying. Like I've like read some of the comments on like other form forums on like Reddit and stuff, and people are just saying he finally got what he wanted. Like oh, he finally gets got like. Is leaving right as if he wanted to leave. Like, I don't think he just fell on out of plans because Mourinho didn't see him suitable for his team. I I don't know. Maybe I feel like he just wanted to leave in general. Well, mm. it could have been related to injuries as well. Um, okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's been a lot of people saying he's been injured quite a bit, and also that he might have depression. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, that that could have that could have had a big part to play in this whole thing as well. But yeah, um, that's what, what, I, the news what I've is read. What I've read was he was actually about to have a transfer to Bournemouth for 30-ish million euro, but he wasn't looking so keen on that. And because of that, he had a big uproar with the ultras of Roma, which actually went to his house and stuff and, and like, um, well, threatened him, apparently. And, uh, well, transfer windows closed in Europe. But guess what? Turkey is still open. So this might be an opportunity for Galatasaray to agree something with Roma. And my my question then maybe in the group is, how did we convince this guy to come to Turkey? Did we convince this guy to come to Turkey? What do you know about that? I don't think we convinced. I think there's a special someone out there. I forgot his name. Someone remind me. He's the same guy that brought Icardi. He's the same guy that brought Torreira. <laughs> And uh, he's uh, most Ali, likely involved in this. Ali Yitbruk? <laughs> no, that's the that's our scout, man. He's the scout. Yeah, he's finding these players. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, it's uh, Jorde Burdo or something like that. Uh, the 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 the, the yeah. silent man behind the curtains that's actually doing these deals with Icardi, Mertens, Oliveira, indeed. Um, and and with about convincing him to come, Sergio Oliveira. Has played for Roma, so there's a connection there. Um, I mean, it's not difficult to look at our team and want to play for us. Honestly, yeah, with, the, with the players that we've brought in, it's you know, it's it's and looking at our recent performances and everything, it's not that difficult. I, I don't yeah. think. You know. And Zaniolo has eleven caps for Italy as well, right? And who's uh, who was managing Italy again? Um, Mancini. Adancini. Mancini. Exactly. So there must be ha- some connections there that convinced Zanioli to agree with Gala. Because the news is he agreed with Gala. The only thing is to agree with Roma on the figure. 
And that figure is indeed, there's so many things going on, like 22 million, 15. Roma wants 30. 30 for a player whose contract is not that long. There's too many going through. And maybe Yasin, you have some details about like personal terms agreed? Yeah, I mean, the rumors are kind of all over the place, so it's hard to really, you know, see which one's true or which one's not. But the personal terms they're saying is roughly two and a half mil plus bonuses a year, which is kind of in line with what I would expect a pretty popular player coming in to make. You can argue he's a bit young. You know, he's not that experienced in Europe where he should be making close to three million a year. But this guy was, you know, John said he's worth 30 million per transfer market today. Two years ago, before his injuries, he was worth 55 million at the age of 20, 21 years old. Like that, that's kind of crazy. And he was hyped up a lot in the Serie A, you know, Italian national team, Italian coaches, the big guys in the Italian soccer, you know, nation, they were speaking very highly of him. You know, there was a lot of high ass hopes for him. Roma fans didn't want to let go of him. They they saw a future legend in the making in him. And now things changed. Obviously, you guys discussed he, he's wanting to leave. He doesn't really have a place in the team. He just wants out. I think he wants a new start for himself. And it's kind of questionable, right? Like a guy that's hyped so highly in Serie A coming to Galatasaray, is that really what's going to happen? Is that really what's good for him? Does it make a lot of sense? I guess we'll see. But um, so that that's his personal terms, at least what's rumored so far. But as we just mentioned, the fees, what kind of gets crazy because I'm seeing rumors between 15, as low as 15, up to 22 and a half million. And we don't know yet the structure of it. I don't know. You guys keep me honest here, but they're saying there might be bonuses involved. They're saying there's two sponsors that have already agreed with Arden Tumor that are ready to help today if we can convince Roma to let him go to us. So it's it's tricky. Like We don't have a lot of sales yet. There, there's players that maybe we can argue is worth this much and we can let go of in the summer when the time comes. But that's a lot of money for uh, you know Turkish football. I was looking up, I think, the highest transfer fees paid in Turkish league history. I think it was like 18 or 19 mil, the most. And that was when we bought Jardel in 2000. And that 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 was worth it. We got uh we got a European trophy out of it, but you know, times are different. The, the Turkish lira is quite garbage unfortunately compared to the euro. So I'm not mm. sure what 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 the guys are thinking. I mean, they know something we don't, right? And people are saying, I see a lot of people saying that uh Zaniolo is destroying his career coming to us. That's what they said about Icardi. Man is happy as hell here. You see him, he's kissing Okan Kutrik as he's coming in in the on the cheeks trying to give him some um inspiration you know so if we can turn around Icardi bro if Icardi can turn around in Turkey I'm still expecting Daniolo a baby can, to come you know yes they stumble babies yeah, yeah. every single striker and by the end of the year for sure yeah, oh, you know 100%. what's uh uh maybe not interesting but one thing about Zaniolo is that so since um since the 19 tw- the 19 the 2019 and 2020 season he's missed 382 days uh Sheesh. for injuries so that you know and but keep in mind one of those was um ligament rupture which he was out for 266 days so that's the bulk of it that's ACL but, um yeah, I, I, I read he had two knee injuries actually, which yeah. is kind of nuts. Yeah, I don't know if year. it's specifically ACL, but 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, two ACL injuries, uh, left and right. That's like risky transfer. Like, yeah, it is. Those. It is. And I mean, the other ones were a bunch of other things like calf problems, another mm-hmm. knee injury. And then you have on top of that, you know, time he misses because he has depression, apparently. <laughs> he has a burnout, so, apparently. I mean, yeah. and it's I can risky. know, like, uh, from first hand experience, when you get out of a burnout, it changes mentality completely. So. Who knows? Maybe he'll get out of his burnout. He'll come to Galatasaray. He'll he'll say, "I don't want to play football. Anymore. I want to paint." It's a possibility. Mentality can change. Anything. Or he can man. bang in those goals like a yep. sick man. Uh, because injuries, we've talked about Seferovic. We've talked about how he was super injury prone as well historically, right? And the guy's been a machine in terms of like health. So it's transfer market history on injuries does not always say everything you'd say, but it's still yeah, true. 22 million. It's a risky number to, mm-hmm. to, to, to play with. So I think there's got, I mean, Erdan Timur, man, I, I keep telling you every episode, the guy will go there. He gonna, <laughs> he's going to pull up his pants, go in the plane, pull down his pants, and there you go. He'll put it at it's the table. It's a Jose Mourinho. And Jose right, will right, say, right. if I speak, I am in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> all right, answer this, Summit, Summit. So remember, not too long ago, you you were giving me shit when I asked um, Belmas, right? Burak Elmas to leave. And you're saying you don't change unit teams mid-season or whatever. You let them finish their terms. Do you... Oh. Re- do you do you regret saying that? What does that have do to do re- with Zanioli and the transfer news we're talking you, about? Adan Timur wouldn't be here bringing in Icardi's and Zaniolos if he never left, Mr. Burak look, Elmas. Look, I said I wanna that, hear. That, I wanna I hear. I said that Burak Elmas needed better management and a better uh but well better colleagues basically. Uh and that's he was just failing because of that. So we see that with a good team, you can achieve a lot. A proper structure, a proper team. And Dursun Özbek noticed that with Cengiz, what was his name? The usual sporting director we have. Cenk um, uh, Ergun? Cenk Ergun, indeed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed. He's still there, but obviously we needed someone. He took a backseat. Yeah, exactly. So that's where Erdan Timur comes in. And he, so far he's been doing a great job. He's been doing a great job because... In, in the rumors, we also saw like Fofana from Chelsea, some other big names. And uh, and Ur Chifchip, well, not a big name, but a very hard needed left back, which there aren't a lot of, is still in the race, in the news. And we might agree soon with Ur Chifchip from Sivaspor. There were a few Look issues at Summit there. slither out of my question. Look how slick he is. I have no <laughs> clue what he's talking about. Oh, man, he won't give me an answer. I prefer not to speak. Oh. <laughs> bro, bro, Emre, it's so funny that you ask that question. I was thinking about that literally like two hours ago um, about Burak Elmas. That's and oddly like, specific. <laughs> because, no, because two hours ago I was driving and I was just, it's a thought that just crossed my mind. And like, I remember I was saying that the thing I liked the most about Borak Elmas was his vision, you know, to try to build something, right? Try to get better infrastructure to build a successful team, right? 
And I was thinking like, I thought that that was the best move and that, who knows, like maybe if someone with that type of vision, maybe it will work out. But Dursun, Dursun or I call him Lil Crook as his nickname, <laughs> Lil Crook came in and bro, like he just said, fuck all of that, bro. We're just, we're signing everyone. Yeah. We're signing everyone, bro. And like, <laughs> I can't complain. How could I complain, bro? And it's not all people either. We're like signing young kids too. Like. Like 23, that's, 20, that's still young. Good, Good balance. balance, exactly. It's what's needed. Indeed, indeed. Um, so just to clarify on Zaniolo, uh, we talked about it, so we might hear more tomorrow, which is a Monday. And David Fofana, that's a no-go uh, from Chelsea. The 20-year-old striker is not going near Galatasaray because that's not happening. Is what we understand. World shift might happen tomorrow as well. So it's going to be interesting. We have until the 8th of February as a reminder. That's uh, one, two, three. Oh, two days. Holy. Yeah. It has to happen tomorrow. So we're going to hear it. That's awesome. Um, Other news, boys? Um, Well, regarding the transfer, I think, I don't know if you, you guys probably saw this, but there is a rumor that we're trying to sa- uh, sign a midfielder uh, from the Premier League, from England. And uh, one of the rumors was Nabi Keita from Liverpool. I don't know what you guys think about that. I, I didn't very, see that. I missed that. Damn. I saw, yeah, it's one, one of the players. I think it's Bull. I don't think it's going to happen because he's injury prone. Like, let's, dude, he plays like five minutes and he's injured for the next three games. How often have we signed someone from England? Can you recall? Fernando. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think that's a possibility only because but he's he, he's very experienced so he, he's not going to be cheap he has a big name so he's going to have an ego he's going to want to play why would he join Galsa if he's not going to play in the next six months and if you look yeah. at our midfield now we have Sergio we have Mertens potentially Zaniolo we have Lucas Torreira we have Berkan who plays because he's Turkish so you're, you're going to bring in another midfielder who's going to expect to play. I kind of doubt it. And it's not in line with the rumors of us looking for a striker slash winger that can start today as well. But in terms of midfield, I'm I'm actually reading that we might be interested in younger players for like a number eight type of role mm-hmm. where, you know, long term. So I'd be on the lookout for that to see what happens in the next two days. I I would put money that Adam Tumor is going to surprise everybody tomorrow when we're talking about Zaniolo, we're talking about, you know, Fofana, and all of a sudden you see this kid that you've never heard of who's 19, 20 years old, but he actually is kind of hyped. Like, mm-hmm. I, I expect at least one transfer like that. Um, but let's let's see what happens. Russia. Nabi Keita? Yeah, Russia. Mm-hmm. I mean, just on this pod live, I'm just like kind of scrolling through Twitter and there's this mention of uh, this Georgian soccer player that plays in Russia for mm-hmm. Dynamo Moscow. His name is Luka Gagnitze. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Oh, this, that's a good one. No, but that, that's, tough. That's, that's, that's tough. That's tough. That's yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no he's, shame he's, in 19, that one. <laughs> he's 19 years old. He plays midfield. He's worth a million and a half. Which, if he's good, that could be you know that could be underselling it because you know the Turkish league, this, uh, you know the Russian league. Sometimes they they don't their value is not properly reflected. He's played ten games, mm. uh, so you know mm. I wouldn't be surprised. And the the nice part about players like him that are nineteen years old, 
and he hasn't played for the national team yet, I he would count like he wouldn't count towards the initial quantity of foreigners that are allowed. They changed oh, the rule. The, I forget the exact the, rule. The extra youth quota. Like you can have exactly. Matthias Ross has that quota as well. He exactly. It's like plus well. three. Yeah. So you can add an extra three as long as they're like below the age of twenty and they haven't played X mm. amount of caps for the national team. So it makes sense. You know, yeah. what what there's some people that I'm sure are doing the math on how we're gonna get all these foreigners in. Mm-hmm. A guy like Luca would not be a problem for us. So let's be on the lookout for that. Whether it's him or somebody else, I, I totally expect us to pounce on an opportunity like that, especially from the Russian league, you know, mm-hmm. um, with everything going on over there. With with that, if we're going to sign another foreigner in the midfield, we're already signing Zoniolo, right? Zoniolo. And what that just const, like that know, just yeah. confirms to me. I mean, look, it's looks like it's going to happen. What do we I think that just says that Yusuf Demir is gone. Like he's going to get um loaned out. Yeah, that's the thing, bro. That's he just he refuses. He refuses to be loaned <laughs> out. That he, he's just being a little prick basically. Um I don't know what's going on there, but they're saying he's still injured. If you want to believe that, sure. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh Yasin you believe that, right? I don't, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to have this discussion for no. like four weeks in a row. Can we? Can we please just yeah, yeah, yeah. save it for uh, the end of the transfer window? Yeah, we'll sure. see what happens then. Yeah. In other news, <laughs> injury updates. <laughs> Yusuf Demir is injured. Matthias <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ross is back. He's playing with the team. He's training with the team. He's loaned out, right? I don't know if you uh, touched upon it last uh, podcast. Wanted to make sure that was clear as well. Um, wait, is he wrong? Is Matthias loaned out? He was loaned no, out. No, right? no, 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 no. Not he's, yet. he's still here. Okay, I'm not like yet. Then. Confused? What are you saying? That he's still then here. I'm confused. Yeah. Um, too busy thinking about Yusuf Demir. Yeah. Uh, Living rent free in his head. Obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But. Uh, Muslera boys, this game, he was injured. <laughs> Okan Kujuk came in. I know we're going to discuss the game a bit later, but he's injured. And what will this mean the upcoming months for us? Because from what I understand, it's going to be at least three weeks, four weeks, his injury. And we're going to have to play with Okan Kujuk. Do you believe we're going to be fine with Okan Kujuk alone? Yeah. It'll I think do. we'll be fine. It'll I say do. no. Nobody's well, you, you guys you guys go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead, yes. Go ahead, Emmer. I mean, All right, if I'll you, just if say you, it. Look, okay, since we <laughs> took too long to answer. <laughs> All right, I, I think he, I said it r- during the game. I think this he's gonna only be out for like a month. I didn't I felt in my gut that he was not gonna break any part of his like uh ankle or whatnot. I said maybe he'd be out m- most a month and a month is four games and our next four games we have opponents that are not really that you know in form right now we have Gaznatep who's slightly in form but they're going to be missing their own keeper they're going to be missing uh Lazar Markovic Kasim Pasha right after that at home and then Konyaspor who's also down in the trenches okay the hardest game that we're going to have is uh, Bashakshir in that four week span and from what this team showed me is no matter how many goals the other team scores, we're going to outscore them. No matter what. I see, like, 
five games or, or like it happened in this last streak of games that we won. We uh, were down a goal and we came back and won the game. So I like you could put a traffic cone in the goal. I think we'll still beat any team that comes our way. So I don't know. As Yasin, you may not agree with me on that no, front, I but mean, I want to hear your your uh, I, thoughts. I agree. I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Okan is nowhere near the quality of Musleta. And Musleta has been in insane form the last few weeks. He's he's saved probably many points for us. And is Okan going to be able to do that? Maybe, maybe not. But again, I tried to look at it from the positive side of things. And by playing Okan instead of Musleta in the net, that means you can play one additional foreign player on the field. That's true, and yeah. And the, the, the jump up in quality that we have from some of our Turkish players to their counterpart foreign players is huge. I mean, just think Emre Tashtemir to Louis Dubois on the left wing, left left back position. That That is the biggest difference. And we saw that against Giresunspor and the other teams that we played, right? You know, how many times were they able to easily come down our left side because the quality that we have in Emre Tashtemir is just not there. Kazimjan is returning fine, but still, it's not quite the same. And then you can look at, you know, the other side of the pitch. Look at the right wing position, Barish Aprayumas. Look at his quality versus somebody like um, Rashica. Huge difference. Sure, even Rashica on his bad, you know, bad form is still a much better winger than Barish Aprayumas. So that is what we're able to get in return of Musleta unfortunately being out for a month. And maybe Okan's not going to be able to save as many shots and goals as Musleta does. But I can argue that, you know, Leo Dubois might save more positions on the left-back position. And I think Rashica will create more positions in the attack for goal opportunities than Barish Alper. So it's, it's a balancing act. And that also goes to show you why Kanaihan is so important to this team. And it goes to show you why, you know, we're... we're structuring our team the way that we are especially this window to make sure that no matter what happens we are ready to go where we're not counting on any specific person to be the difference between winning the league and not winning the league so john i i am curious what you have to say i'm sure you know musleta is musleta nobody's arguing against that but no, yeah, hopefully I'll come I mean, step up see the thing for me is like it's just a matter of trust for me and I don't trust him. I think that, I think Okan is a world-class seller, you know, second to maybe Alfonso Davies, but that's a different story. Um, he saved us that Istanbul game though. Last second save with the outside of his boot. Left, I think, left foot. But like, I think of it like this. Like, imagine if we played the Umbrania game with um, Okan. I don't think we would have won that game. I think we might have tied that game. Like Moslera made two unbelievable saves in that, that I don't, I don't, I really don't trust Okan to make, you know, it's, it's just a matter of trust. And it's like, you know, on paper, Umrania is the worst team in the league on paper. I know they might play different, but on paper, they're, they're the worst team in the league. And that was a total, you know, clencher of a game. Ah, and we knew. I just, at least me and Sally knew it was going to be yeah. like that. We yeah, said they're yeah. like the Barca of, uh, the, of the league. And uh, what was the G Geraldinho? Georgita? Geraldo. <laughs> Geraldo. It's like the Adame oh. Traore of uh, Barca, man. <laughs> that kid. Yeah, bro. That guy was just a maniac. But yeah. um, no, I just, I don't trust Okan. I just don't. But I mean, if, if we're only looking at a, 
four week period, then I mean, what are we, we're not going to bring someone in just for four weeks. You know, I, I think that we can, we can sort of roll, you know, work mm-hmm. with him in that time. But if it was longer, if it was something like two months or something, mm-hmm. then I think that, you know, I mentioned to you guys during the, during the actual match, as soon as Musleta went down, I would have got on the phone with in- Inyaki Pena <laughs> and I would have sent the, I would have sent the plane for him right away. As soon as I saw Musleta go down, but that's just uh, me. He has small hands, Inyaki Pena. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a joke for the uh, Muslera comments? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah. nah, anyway. Well, uh, yeah. No, Okan, on my perspective, I do trust Turkish players. I'm not a Turkish player hater like uh, Jan here. Oh, I know? hate them, bro. Yeah, no. Nah, Emin Bayram, Metehan Baltaja. Love them. Love these kids. Khan Ayhan, I have no clue why he's here. We'll talk about it today. Well, he's not a kid, so you don't like him, don't you? Yeah, maybe that's it. Anyway, Alkan should be fine. It's a few games. It's again Gaziantep. Uh, what's the game after Gaziantep? Uh, Kasim Pasha. Kasim Pasha, At come home. on. Their players won't even see Okan Kojuk. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so we have nothing yeah, to worry facts, about obviously. Okan having to save, uh, save uh, <laughs> balls. Just like yeah. we saw today. How many times did he touch the ball, honestly, against Trabzonspor? I don't think he touched it once. Yeah. I do not recall him touching it. I recall once. Or having to make an offside that he had to save. But... Musleta? No, no. No, Okan no. Kojuk. Okan, Kojuk. Okan, Okan. Okan. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, I remember. Exactly. That offside position. Yeah. yeah. So, we should be Gucci. And uh, Musleta will be back stronger than ever and we'll be fine. So, with that said, shall we go towards the game, Coach Canada? But before yep. we do, I'd like to say... I'm not using any soundboard today because I had one DM, a fan that didn't like it. And, you know, Yasin bitching about it all day. So, unfortunately, for you If guys, you want to hear no soundboards, soundboard. if you do want let it, us know. Oh, let us wait, know. hold on. Is, is, is Summit capping right now? Did anybody actually cap- say... Did anybody actually say, I don't like soundboards? Or did they say... Holy, holy take, moly. Take it... T- Take it easy with the sound. Ever since we Again, started, yeah. And, 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 and since you like mentioned this. my name I too, like and, this. and since you mentioned my name, I never again summit. I'm like a broken record with you. I never <laughs> said don't use soundboards. I said take it easy with the soundboards. That's all. Yeah, bro. But you know what easy I love is about relative. this? What is easy? Bro, it doesn't matter what Yasin says. doesn't matter. Oh, Samet will take whatever Yasin said, bring it to the totally opposite end of the scale, and like frame it as if he said it that way it's amazing bro honestly somebody hears look, what he wants to hear whatever he says what he wants whatever to say. Yasin is and, doing and, and right if now. you don't if you're not staying alert and you don't call him out for it he will get away with it like <laughs> see you we, see we what all he's have doing, john. to john and emre sali and maz when you listen to this you know what he reminds not, me if of. we're not watching out for each other someone's gonna call us all out you know what he reminds so. me of john why, why, why? Fenerbahce and their statements and their announcements. <laughs> Honestly, oof, that's oof. what he reminds me of. <laughs> anyway, if you, as a listener, want to have fun, you want to join in on the conversations, uh, game you know with us, doing watch this, games bro, with so, us, so, so. join our Discord channel. Please, Fenerbahce, stop it. I'm trying to promote our Discord here. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> yeah, so, Summit's like <laughs> Summit's begging for comments from people to say, use the soundboard, use the soundboard. So then, then he then he can take a screenshot, send it to the chat, and be like, I told you guys, the fans love the soundboard. Yeah. So yep, he can yep. spam it every other second the next yep, episode. Yeah. This is Summit, bro. Like, guys, don't fall for this, please. <laughs> Oh, and yeah, so you might not even realize it, but you're giving him content right now yeah, for sound well, bites. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. I, it's okay. That's okay. And I stopped. I stopped. I'm not gonna make myself uh, get myself down low on this stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, one thing I forgot to mention to all of you: there's someone who loves us, and there was a pub- public announcement on Twitter. The official Galatasaray English page said, "I love y'all," and reacted. To, me, to us. I won't say me. It's a joint effort on Twitter, what we do. So, uh, yeah, that was nice. With that said, Coach John, please take us to the game of today and let's play some uh, Hamsi music with that in it because we're all Gucci today. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll actually so, add, add that music now. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, this was round 23 of the Super League. We were at home against Trabzonspor. This one finished 2-1. We had goals from Mertens and, of course, Icardi. We will get into some stats. Possession, excuse me, possession finished 53% for Galatasaray, 47% for Trabzon. We had 21 shots compared to their 12, which, by the way, it seems like every game we have over 20 shots. Ridiculous. Um, we had an XG of 2.50 compared to Trabzon's 1.39. Get into our starting 11, which had, of course, Muslera, Sasha Boy, Victor Nelson, Abdul Kerim, Leo Dubois, Sergio Oliveira, Lucas Torreira, Mertens, Kerem, Barish, and Icardi up front. Side note surprise, surprise, according to SofaScore, our lowest rated player was Torreira at 6.1, followed by Barish, who is 6.2. I think that's probably a first. Um, We'll get into, I guess, the highlights for the match just quickly, and then we'll get into our thoughts. So, you know, I'm sure as everyone knows, we had a surprise start. 12 seconds into the match, there was a mistake, a giveaway. Maxi Gomez put Trabs on ahead 1-0 inside the first 15 seconds, really. I need to apologize Um, about that, John. The thing is, before the game started, in the chat, I wrote, Goal, Icardi. (laughs) <laughs> and uh and the game didn't start yet i just wanted to bedazzle everyone and uh and legendary then, <laughs> jinx legendary bro bro the game starts and immediately there's a goal i'm like what the fuck did i do actually now that i think of it i don't think i've ever seen a jinx that bad jeez ever <laughs> christ but top five anyways, one for the books yeah anyways that didn't last too long in the 18th minute merton scored with an assist from icardi uh, we had Victor Nelson pick up a yellow in the first half as well, which I thought was, maybe we'll discuss that. I thought that was kind of soft, but second half started, Icardi scored in the 53rd minute on a penalty to put us ahead 2-1. And uh, we we hung on despite the Muslera injury that we mentioned for the uh, the 2-1 win. Um, so what did you guys think? What did you guys think of the, the, the game in general? I thought we played pretty well after the first opening 20 minutes or so after we uh got rid of that initial shock of conceding one of the earliest goals that i've ever seen personally uh it was a stupid mistake by Torreira. 
You know, he gave a back pass to Muslera, which was very light. I don't know if it was because of the whole field and like mm-hmm. it being wet, right? Mm-hmm. It was a re- pretty bad storm, but luckily the field kept up pretty well. And so, you, you but know, apart from that, I, yeah, you know, I em- think- Emre, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I had another thought while I was driving earlier. I was thinking about that ridiculous goal. And it's like, it felt like it was a mix between bad decision making from Muslera, a bad back pass from Torreira, and a shitty field. You know, all three yeah, of those yeah. things kind of came together and we it got right, It reminded me of last year. Because you know how many goals we conceded like that last year? Muslera mm-hmm. would give it to Thailand. Thailand would do a stupid pass or stupid decision. Mm-hmm. And we would like end up on the other team's hands and then they would just go and score. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think it's anyway. complacency. Um, complacency in terms of who would have expected Trabzon to come in to our home and to attack like that? From second one. Why not? I Why not? I, I was thinking they're going to go for one point, as they usually do against us, and, and take what? it easy. That's what I expected them to do. Didn't expect them to go full out attack like that. Umrani, first of all, Umrani came out guns swinging as well, like guns blazing. Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't you expect Trabzon? Because they need the points. They, they want to go to Europe. And let me tell you another fact. Um, before this game, Abdullah Avja played 13 derbies, and he only lost two. Okay, so that's a really good record on his name. So that goes to show you how good we played beating that kind of record. And so, again, after the 20th minute, after Merton school, we kind of took the, 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 the front seat and we just kept going. Barsh um, Apayimos, I have to I, I reiterate <laughs> once again, this guy is not a winger. You can stop playing him as winger. I cannot wait to get Zaniolo. I don't care if he's 22 million. I want to see him make a damn pass to Icardi or someone in the box. Play Barish Alperiumas against a team that's that leaves a lot of space in the back. For God's sake, please stop playing him on the wing. It's driving me crazy. I know the kid's young, but our brother, can you not make a simple pass? This is that What do hard. you want? What do you want? You want to take out Icardi but for Barish? I'm saying if it needs to be like, okay, we played him in the Fenerbahce game, did we not? And he yeah. destroyed that back line. Absolutely sure. demolished them. Okay? We can play it, him like, in a 4-3-3. He'll suit that more on the wings. I'm not going to go over for formations. Whatever happened, like, just his decision-making and his, like, capabilities is just not suited for him to be a winger. I don't yeah, care t- what you t- tell t- me. Today was especially bad, I think. Like, mm. he... Like, I, I've been saying this for, for months, bro. I mean, he's not a winger, bro. He just does not have that capability. Um. Oh. Um. Okay. And Torero was pretty bad as well. I. You're gonna have a bad game. You can't be MVP every single game. You can't be carrying the team every game. There's gonna be a game where you're just lackluster. Okay. Um. I like Batcon. Props to Batcon, man. I know this is Yasin's man, but he's <laughs> holding it down every time he's coming. He doesn't have that uh, mental mental um collapsation from last year. Like five minutes in, he makes one little mistake, he's gone. The you know that that yeah. thought. That mental state is just completely gone. And um, I don't know. We played really well. Dude, second half, Trabzon didn't even come at us at all. At all. We completely deleted them from the field. I cannot remember one time Muslera had to do anything. Apart from that one position he got injured in, which was offside. But again, that was a little too quick to begin with. And so, again, he's getting injured on an offside call. I'm I'm losing it with this, this damn decision to not call offsides until the play is done. But anyway, but yeah, yeah you, I don't want to go on too often, but like, go ahead, you're John. 
You, you, you know, like the thing with this team is that if we get in that mindset where, you know, we have the momentum and we smell blood, you, it, it, you're finished. You, that's it. There's nothing you can do. Like they really stung us there at the beginning, you know, going down to one nil in the first 15 seconds, you can easily become like, that's demoralizing at the beginning of such a big match. And I, and I said, you know, we're going to see what, what the team is made of now. And they, they just, they bounce back. Like I, I knew they would, as soon as we tied it one, one, when we, when, when we're going, when we catch fire, it, the, the match is over. There's nothing you can do. We'll just overwhelm I've, you. Yeah. I was just going to say, when we conceded that first goal, I thought it was going to get worse. I thought we would mentally break down, but we did not break down. And after that first, uh, that equalizer, I just knew in my gut, we, there's no way we're going to lose to them. We may tie them, but we're not going to lose to them. Mm -hmm. That's the thought I had the whole game. Yeah. And before uh, before I pass it on to, to maybe Yasin, I, I wanted to mention one thing. You, you said that, uh, you know, from time to time, everyone has a bad game. In this case, it was Torreira. What I really loved about Torreira is he apologized on Twitter after the match. Yeah. Like yeah. what a professional, what a man, you know, he acknowledged he wasn't good today. He apologized for it and said, you know, we still got the three points and I'll be better. You know, what a professional. This is what, is, this is what a team means, bro. A, a team is where your teammates pick up where you slack off or you're not, you're having a bad time. They'll cover for you. That's what a team's all about. So I, we're a complete team right now. I love the way we're going. I, I'm just, I'm completely confident with this team. Yeah, absolutely. Yasin, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, I agree with everything you guys are saying. It's just you guys, you guys hit the nail on the head with that. Um, when they scored that quickly, it, it's just like you knew Galsai, we're a winner team, right? What is it, 11 games in a row coming into this game? We want nothing but wins going forward. And we have winners on our team. We have the quality for it. And once they scored that early, in my opinion, sometimes scoring early is a bad thing because it just invites the other team to attack. From that point on, whether it's the 85th minute or the 5th minute, once you score and the other team that you scored against is now behind, they have no choice but to attack you. And now that you're playing any stumble in front of 50,000 fans of the other team, you're in trouble. Especially if you look at their squad that they came out with today, especially their midfield. They had Siopis, okay, I think he's what, like a number six, he can play a little bit more defensive. But the people that surrounded Siopis was Bacasetas, who was basically a number 10, almost like, think of like Yusuf Yazidju, who loves to attack, loves to roam around the striker kind of guy. And then they had Abdulkerim Emir, who was a winger, who loves to attack as well, a small little kid. He's not that strong. I love the I love Abdul Kedin, but Abdul Kedin, but he's not that strong of a player. So their midfield was very weak compared to ours coming in. And you saw it the rest of the game too. They just lost every single ball in the midfield. They, they felt that pressure. They they just kept clearing the ball straight to our players. Our positioning was immaculate, by the way. Everybody was spread out nicely, and we were able to cover every inch of the field really well, whether that was an out-of-form Torreira or a Berkan who came on later. Every time Trabzon tried to clear the ball, they tried to get the ball out, it came to us, and we were smart about it. We were composed about it. Every time Trabzon attacked, all our players came back. Adding on to Emre's comment about the tall team you know, mentality, if, if, if a guy is you know, out of position, the next guy comes over and helps out immediately, whether that's Icardi playing striker and coming back to defense, or whether that's, you know, Barish Alper, even though he's not the best winger, he comes back and helps. So I, I really love that team environment. And 
you know, every single week, guys, like I just feel more and more comfortable that this team truly is on its way to a championship. You know, obviously we have the proof of it, whether it's looking at the roster and seeing our players and the quality that they have, or whether that's looking at the last 11 games and our form of constantly winning. Even if you put all that aside and you just watch today's game, if you took some random guy from Turkey off the street that doesn't follow football, who's working 24-7, and you say, here, watch this game, Trabzon, who is, you know, upper, upper, you know, table champions from last year defending champions defending champs yeah defending champs abdul you know of as their coach who anybody (laughs) you're gonna what did i say did i say something wrong or are you just laughing at the fact that i'm giving credit to abja no 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 he he has credit right so you know this is their coach and then they watch this game they'll tell you that Galsai is playing with dominance. Galsai is playing as a team. They look like winners. And that's what I saw today. And that's what I see pretty much every week. Even though we've had moments of, you know, bad form in the last few games, we still play like champions. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Who worried after the score was 1-0 for Trapsonspor? I didn't. The first thing that I said was... Good. That gives us more time to, uh, to fix it. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. And, it, and adding to John's comment, which was brilliantly said, this is this was a really good comment by John. When our team, like whether it's score a goal or, you know, score a goal that's disallowed from VAR or offside or gets a shot on target, it's like we're like hungry lions, that like a shark that smells blood. It's just like, I want more of that. And we just attack, we attack. Like sometimes <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like we should just have like Icardi chill a million miles off sides, get the ball to him. And before the ref stops the ball for all sides, let him just get that shot on target. Let it hit the back of the net. And the rest of the team will just be like, <laughs> oh shit, like I want more of that. And now yeah. everybody just starts attacking. <laughs> like that, that's how we are. And it's amazing to Yasin, see. You know what it feels like? Every game as of late feels like that Bushrock championship game where no matter what, if we get a goal, um, stopped yeah, yeah. or cancels. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just winning constantly. No yeah, we're just yeah. going Side. full One, throttle. Two, three, full four, throttle. Five. Exactly. That's that's the vibe that I'm getting from this team. It's like it's not one game. It's almost every game. Even our bad games are like decent. That's like that can keep up with the top teams in the league. That's how good this team is right now. Yeah. You know, knock on wood, bro. But like this team is like I don't even think we're at the top peak of our form. I think there's still time to go. I, I forgot to mention at the beginning uh, when I was doing my intro, I usually mentioned the highest rated player. I forgot. But our highest rated player was Mertens, who was 7.9. Um, Beautiful mean, goal by him. I don't, what, 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 like, what do we say about Mertens at the age of 35? What, what do we say about him? He's I just class. He's not 35. There's nothing to say. Like, we've been saying it week in, week out. Like, have we ever talked bad about Mertens since he came? No, up? never. Has, has he had no. a bad game since he came to Gala? It's amazing. 35 years old. He has he has the lungs of both Boris Alper and Kerem and Yunus. He's giving he's giving Berkan a run for his money, honestly. Berkan oh, was sure. like that guy that runs a lot all the time. Yeah. yeah. And now Dries Martin's like, hello, I'm 37 years old and I'm gonna run more than you. 35. And I don't want to be a broken record, yeah. but like he lets the whole team play better. That's that's his quality. Like you see the difference when Mata comes on. Mata has different qualities. Sure, on the attacking aspect, 
he comes in and you have a bit more additional XG if Mata comes in, in my opinion. Because he's there, he's also smelling the goals like that. But when Mertens is there, everyone's XG is going up. Because he's yeah. like everywhere helping out everyone. Like, he does I don't know what to say about him. Exactly. He does, what what he does game everything. was that? That he was not, he was suspended because he got the yellow card. Mm-hmm. And that, I remember that game, we we really struggled that game without him. Mm-hmm. You could tell like, okay, we mm-hmm. really, that, that's why I want to stumble score? I don't remember who it was, but um, we definitely struggled. I remember that. I was, because I was saying, man, I wish Mertens didn't, you know, get, I know it was before a crucial game. Well, that, mm. no, well, I think that was the game that Mata scored twice, I think. Yes, 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 twice. Yeah. He scored and, twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like, I, don't, I can't remember if we struggled or we just said, okay, like, we see a noticeable difference without yeah, Mertens I, in the Yeah, I team. noticed yeah. a definitely, like, yeah. no, like, noticeable difference. Like, yeah. I, th- I still feel like we didn't play great that game and just happened to score because, you know, Mata got... I mean, okay, like, Dubois had a good cross to him. Icardi... Was I think Icardi was the main difference in that game. He was involved yeah. in both goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, Mertens is even, like he's, he even wins the ball. You guys yeah, notice yeah, that? Our pressing, our pressing is different. He, he does everything. He does yeah. absolutely everything. Passing, shooting, scoring, assisting, winning the ball. It's crazy, man. He's just so good. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Yeah. And speaking of... Um, so, so a different topic I wanted to touch on that I rem- reminded myself of the snow giving a bit of those early nice Drogba Snyder vibes and the fans the fans that took their time that took the effort to go all the way there with all the traffic and the busyness you gotta respect that it was a full full stadium again and it was cold as hell as well, and and they they were just supporting the, our our team. Uh, yeah. So props to that. Uh, thank you, everyone that's been part of that. It just uh, you have to respect that, man. It's just amazing. Week in, week out, it's super hard to get tickets, and you you just notice the difference. If your team well. is playing this, would you not go? No matter what the, the conditions are, I don't care if there's slate falling on my head. I would go. That's the thing. We like the the synergy is there. It's a winner team exactly. again, and I I think this is probably the best team I've seen since the late since two thousand. I would say yeah, this is it, a better team even than the Felipe Melo and the Celtic Inan team and the Drogba and Snyder team. That was yeah, a bit I, more I, individualistic, and this is a yeah. real team. Like this is amazing. This will be. Just fascinating to watch European football. Like just, oh yeah. my God, what a joy that will be. And I, you know, it, it would be nice to see how we can perform against, you know, high, better teams, like better quality teams, you know. And I'm, I, I'm not saying there will be a difference. I think that we'll have, you know, just as much success. But um, it's something I always think about. I'd love to see us play against some, some top I'm looking teams. Forward Bro, this to that, team, man. this team, can you not honestly look at it and say they're thinking about next year like yeah dude yeah you do not need a cardi for the super league i'm gonna tell you that right now okay he's like extra a cardi is extra for this league and then they're already trying to get zaniolo bro yeah that's the kicker that's what's like literally scary about all this we're that good now with other pieces that are going to be added you know we might lose a couple pieces as well don't forget you know we might have sasha we might have victor leaving victor nelson but um, I have no doubt that if they do depart, 
we will get what they're worth and replace them with solid players. I, you know, I have no doubt about that. Uh huh. And and one thing, like when you have a team like this, you will also have players that will think, "Damn, this things are so nice here. Like I want to play Europe with this team. Like I'll just wait yeah, for another yeah. year." And I hope that happens with Boe because I re I really hate to see Boe go. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Nelson is a bit more res- replaceable, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially I agree. having uh, Abdul Kerim Barakshi there, uh, Matthias Ross, Emin Bayram, Metahan, etc., and now Khan Ayhan. So, I hope we sell Nelson and we get a good, decent amount of money, and we can strengthen on our attacking uh, perspective by getting Zaniolo. So that'd be really nice. And um, yeah, I just want to see us in Europe, man. It's just an amazing game. And we all have Okan Buruk to thank for that. And God damn, yes, John, all those talks you had about Okan Buruk just comes back to me. We yeah, can't yeah. say well, that. I, I still, I still don't <laughs> agree with John. Don't, don't <laughs> no, no, no. I would never. John. No, I would never backtrack. Uh, I still, I still, I will never agree with how Okan Buruk <laughs> plays. I'll never agree with that. I. It's not my <laughs> ideal play style. But the thing that no one can argue with is the results. It's impossible. You can't argue with the results. It doesn't matter if I like how you know, what his play style is or not, the results speak for themselves. So that's it. That's all you can say about that. 12 yeah, beyond, for 12. Not, beyond just the results, beyond the 12 for 12, beyond the fact that we're first in the league, I I can never put enough emphasis on this team environment that he's allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. Because when we brought all these te- players in, right, with the experience that they have, the money that they're making, was it not a concern to say to yourself, how is Okan Buruk, a relatively inexperienced coach who's Turkish, who doesn't have European experience, is going to handle all of this ego? All these guys that are rumored to have are close to retiring, who have issues in their personal life. How is he going to deal with all of this, right? Like, we just lost Marcao, who was a pretty big leader in our team last year, right? You know, I, I think we can all agree on that too. He, he, let a lot of guys get together. He was a fun character in the team, in the in, in the locker room. We lost a guy like that. How are things going to be this season? Now you look at every single game, after every single game, all the players are together. They're, they're jumping around. They're celebrating. Okan Buruk is in the background. He, he's just, you know, watching from afar, just like you and me, and just smiling, let him doing their thing. On on the side, during the game, he's, he's on the sideline speaking with his assistants, on what to do, what not to do. When the player comes off, high five. That's it. He obviously has his emotions during the game regarding ref decisions or bad calls or goals, celebrations, whatever, but it's never terribly exaggerated. He's never the center of attention. And I I will say this week after week if I have to until the end of the season because that is so important. We've seen our own coaches in the past the opposite way. We've seen current coaches of other teams, Jesus, the opposite. He is the center of Fenerbahce's attention and they praise him like a god. But like, you know, it's all about him. For us, it's like, okay, Okan Buruk is doing great, but it's all about the players. You have we have to, to enjoy ki- what we are seeing and not forget. Never, I think, you know, we really do need to enjoy. I think we are. I think we're doing a great well, job I, enjoying I, I it so far. It's like with the drug buzz and the Snyders as well, like how unreal it was back then. And you just sometimes have to stay in the moment and, and have a look at what we're playing and just enjoy the moment. I think it's hard to do. It's like a, mm-hmm. sort of a meditation-wise a technique, you'd say. 
But, um, yeah, that, that, that's a good point. I mean, especially being the spoiled Galside fans that we are by success, it's we can get trapped in the idea of thinking about the next championships and just like our last conversation about Europe next year when it's only February of the current year and we still have, what, 14 games left in the season. But you make a good point on that. We, we do need to enjoy it game by game. Um, and hopefully it continues, and I, and I believe it will. It, 12 now weeks. We're at it. I had good sleep for 12 weeks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Even with the kid, huh? Even with the kid. The three hours, amazing three That's hours, amazing. where I see That's Icardi. Like, my wife is starting to come jealous as well. Like, who is this <laughs> Icardi you love that you're tweeting about? Oh, you know, that, that kind of reminds me. Um, I read something today about Icardi after the match that he's the first player ever to score against Besiktas, Fenerbahce, and Trabzon in the same season. Did you yeah. guys hear that? I, yeah, I tweeted uh, well, that, love. <laughs> did you? He, yeah. <laughs> that was my no, tweet. Maybe that's, maybe that's where I read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, no, that's true. That's amazing. That, breaking records all over. Speaking of our Twitter account, did you also see the tweet I posted about a, a fan with a picture of a Hamsi in the stadium? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's hilarious, honestly, yeah. man. Yeah. The length that these guys, you know, Turkish yeah. people are just so funny, in my opinion. Oh, bro, you when know, it comes to trolling, no one can beat Turk. Like, it's crazy. Turks on the internet are just reckless, bro. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. man brought a freaking anchovy to the game because <laughs> he just he wanted to take a picture of it with the trousers. <laughs> like, how do you explain that when you enter the stadium and you have to empty yeah. your pockets so you pull out an anchovy? Bro, he probably kept it in his mouth, bro. Nah, bro. Some <laughs> guy. On. I remember, dude. This was the funniest thing ever. Some guy brought a uh, number eight balloon and put his leg through it during the Besiktas derby. Oh. Yeah. Oh what? my god, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? You never seen that? Oh, I'm gonna send that no. to you. There's a balloon of number eight and he put his foot through the eight. You get it? Like ko- like Koiduk. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. A balloon. I gotta send you that picture. You have to send me. Um yeah, and 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 the like what you see through the cameras. What do we see today is we saw a kiss from Icardi when Okan came in, Okan Kojuk the keeper and we saw another kiss who was the other kisser i think mustero was kissed by yunus yeah from yunus exactly. yunus Akin, indeed so like last week they were just putting their fingers in their butts and this week they're kissing each other like come on you can't you can't <laughs> lovely yeah and then and then you guys will see our cover photo obviously of just icardi you know embracing his two children on each side oh kerem God. and yunus like that that's that's so beautiful to me, honestly. Like I can't I believe wanna... he's doing all this, bro. Like I just can't believe it. I didn't think it would be like this, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody would have told you it would be like this. Yeah, imagine you're mm-hmm. Zanioli. You're watching this game, a team that you're maybe will transfer to. You already liked Galatasaray page. You make it very obvious, and you're seeing kissing each other. You're seeing. Pundits here and there. You're seeing all this beautiful stuff and and this comeback of a of a team that's fighting for a championship. Well, hard to call it fighting right now, but yeah, I I'd want to go. I'd want to go and embrace the red and yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I would too. And it's like a you know 
I'm sure he also feels like he needs a fresh start somewhere, you know? And mm. I can't think of a better environment in the world for him to be in. Like, putting Does aside the quality. He must have. Oh, he must. He must. Babies, come on. Istanbul and babies, yeah. man. Come on. I, I mean, if you put aside the quality, that's this league. It's not the best quality. But if you put that aside and just think about the environment you could be coming in with the, you know, idea of, you know, possibly Champions League football next season. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's pretty enticing in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he sees that uh, as a in-between station as well. Um, hence the Which top. is fine. Yeah, which is it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Let's not pretend we're top four league, you know, where people want to come and stay and compete. Let's yeah. let's not pretend. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. Yeah, also, uh, I wanted to, it's kind of becoming a tradition now, but I wanted to bring up Okan Buruk's subs, let you guys know about the subs and what you thought about Amazing. the substitutions in general. For yeah, sure, so for sure. For, for all, all the listeners, so we had two subs at the start of the second half. We had Torreira come out for Berkan and Barish come out for Yunus. And then we had uh, a sub in the 85th minute. Obviously, we had no choice. The injured Muslera came out for Okan. Um, and then we had two subs in stoppage time. Khan Ihan came in and made his debut for Mertens. And Sergio came out for Mitsu. So what did you guys, what would you, and I asked Ali this last week. Maybe we can start doing it every week. How would you guys rate uh, Okan's subs and Okan's performance today in general? Um, I found it good. Listen, if you're if you're putting in subs and your game plan is not going backwards, it's going forward. You know you're doing well, and still you know providing positions. Good subs. That's that's how I put it. And if you're not getting any pressure back, even better. And he's been doing this week in and week out. And I actually stopped complaining about subs that he makes past like the 60 minute. Ah, hojanin bildivar. That's what I say now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was good. I am right. Sorry to cut you off. Are you good? Or did you want to say anything yeah, else? Yeah, I, I thought it was good. And it's actually kind of proved by your earlier statistics that you shared, John. You said the two lowest ratings were Lux Torreira and Barisha Prajimaz. Yep. And both those players were subbed off at halftime by Okan. Mm-hmm. Not only did he kind of see that and act well, he was able to take off Lucas Torreira, who's been a fan favorite statistically and, you know, the eye test as well for the last few weeks. One of our best players, maybe man of the match every week to, for the last month. And he's able to make a decision at halftime and say, Lucas, I love you, but you're coming off. At minute 45, a lot of coaches might be like, you know what, Lucas, you're very important to us. You might have had a not so great first half. Play another 15, play another 20, see how it goes, and then I'll take you off. Nope. Okan said, halftime, you're coming off. I'm going to put in Berkan, who, you know, is going to hopefully do better. And he did. He provides height, whatever. So that was a great decision. Um, the only thing that I didn't love, which stops it from being a 10 out of 10 substitution ranking, is we took off Mertens and Sergio in extra time for Kanaihan and Micho, who are both uh, more defensive-minded players in the midfield. And I think that indirectly invited Trabzon to attack even more. And the last five minutes were a little bit worrying. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say it was a perfect end of the game. They had a few chances. And I think that's also due to the fact that we took off two attack-minded forward-pressing players. If Also, maybe- if I could just butt in, like the, the Muslair situation probably did not help at all for morale. Of course, of course, you know. Morale-wise, and also that probably gave Trabzon confidence to 
you know, get into shooting positions a little bit more, a little bit of oomph for them. I, I agree yeah, exactly. with that. But by maybe instead of Misho or Khan, pick one or the other. If you put Budish, I mean, not Budish, um, uh, Rashica instead, Rashica provides forward press. I mean, I think it was last week when he came on, he had two positions within the first five minutes of coming on just because of that forward press that kind of caught the other team by surprise. The first position he butchered and missed, the second one he scored. I think instead of, like I said, Khan or Misho, pick one or the other, if you put on Rashica, Trabzon would have thought twice about attacking as a team as much as they did. That's all. Otherwise, great game by Okan and the subset he made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Anyone else? I think we touched up on most. In in that case, we have um, next game against Gaziantep, which is on uh, on a Monday, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, Next two games are on Mondays. Next two league games. If I recall correctly, usually we didn't love Monday games with uh, under Torrent Ball but um, should be fine with what we have going right now. Gaziantep is currently 10th in the tabella. We are first, and there is like 25, 30 points between each other. Um, Yeah, what do you guys think we will do that game? Um, I'll give my prediction. I think, so This we're we're away. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I can't see Gaziantep being able to stop us, you know. I don't think they're the team that's going to uh, to take points from us. So I think we're going to win this game 2-0 and uh, keep marching forward. All right. What about you, Yasin? Yeah, I think it should be a pretty straightforward win. They're, they're mid-table, so they're not really in relegation zone yet. I mean, they're kind of close to it, but they're not going to fight probably as much as one of those other guys are. I think we mentioned in the beginning, they're missing their starting keeper and they're missing their biggest threat in the attack, which is Markovic. Um, I think they, when they played Fenerbahce a few weeks ago, Markovic mm-hmm. was the most dangerous player on the pitch against Fenerbahce mm-hmm. and he's not playing. So that that's a huge advantage for us. That's not to say that they don't have other dangerous players, but Galsai has been a little bit lucky in terms of the other teams having some other key players missing every week. Dead in <laughs> not GS. To, not to diminish our, you know, our efforts and our and our strengths, but been a bit lucky. And I think we should be able to take advantage of it again next week, uh, next Monday. We get a nice rest. So maybe tomorrow some of our players will be keeping track of uh, the transfer rumors from another country. You might see uh, Mertens in Italy. <laughs> you <laughs> might see a Cardi in, uh, you know, in France or maybe in Argentina. But that's okay. I think they deserve the rest. Yeah. No. But you, Emre? I prefer not to speak. Yes. Okay. Yes. You're still the streak is going on, and you're not giving any. I prefer not to speak. Any yeah, details? That's it. That's good. Well, uh, for me, it, I mean, come on. Who will say we will lose at this point? How can you say that, right? Oh, the jinx incoming. Uh, so probably a 3-1. <laughs> no, not even. Well, it's Okan playing, so we'll, we'll concede. Ah, we'll concede. So 3-1 th- is uh, what I'll go for <laughs> Damn uh, it. next game. And in terms of, um, well, uh, a listener asked, maybe we should also give predictions in terms of which players will play. So... The lineup, yeah. What yeah, we think lineup the lineup wise, what do you mm. think 
Like, will there be heavy changes? Do you think we'll go for a rotation? Mm, probably not, because we have a good amount of time to that game, right? So, uh, yeah, I think we'll just go out be full the, squad. Yeah, I think it's just going to be the same, except because Okan is playing, we'll have uh, Rashidza probably start that one, mm. I think. Mm. I was going to say maybe Yunus might get the start. I uh, thought he yeah, played a really good second half today. But mm-hmm. He's been coming on and actually looking really good. So yeah, that yeah. could quite possibly happen. Exactly. I don't think he'll don't start on Yunus anymore. No one's really shitting on him, to be honest. Most people were just disappointed because mm. we all know that's not his full potential. We saw what he's okay, capable chill, of. Chill. Okay. All right. Hold your what chill? I, I'm chill, bud. Jeez. You know, I'm just trying to make sure you don't go around, have no voice recording of us. You know, yeah, 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 saying yeah. we agree. All right. So, uh, you chill your horses. <laughs> All right. If you guys don't have anything else, we can close it off. Oh, I think, yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. Yasin, you want to do the outro? No, I, I'll leave it to you guys. <laughs> Take it away, Samet. Baba. No, Take God, it away. No. Emre, Emre will do it. It's fine. Me? Okay. All right. All right. So we're at the end of the episode. We'd like to thank everyone that tuned in, stayed with us till now. You guys are what makes us go. We love that you guys interact with us. And if you want to keep interacting with us, you could find us at our socials at LinesDenGS on Twitter, on Instagram. And uh, with that said, guys, take care and peace out. Peace. Bye-bye. Thanks.